Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. We're going to pick up where Isaac is about ready to bless Jacob. Genesis 27, verse 27, and it says, And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is the smell of the field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren. Let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. So Isaac blesses Jacob fully. I mean, whoever's going to bless you, he's going to be blessed. Whoever's going to curse you is going to be cursed. And he blesses uh, Jacob. I read recently somebody said, oh, only Abraham has the blessing of God. It's not uh, not Israel. And I, I'm like, okay, go to your Bible, read your Bible right here. This is Isaac blessing Jacob, whose name is going to change to Israel. So sometimes people want to twist things and they want to make it so that there is no a, a nation of Israel anymore. And yet that is false. And we're going to see that God blesses Jacob as well. And here, this blessing says, "I'm going to bless. God will bless whoever blesses you, and whoever curses you is going to be cursed." And it, the Bible has good wording here. He's scarce gone out. I mean, he's just walked out the door, and here comes Esau. Esau must have done very well in the hunt, and he was able to get the venison quick, and he cooked it up for his dad, and he just comes in right as Jacob has walked out. And he says, I've made the food for you. It's, you know, it's like, let, let my father rise and eat. I've got this, what you wanted, and I want you to bless me. And then Isaac says, who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly. I'm going to pause there. Have you ever had a situation where you no, this is going wrong quick. This is not good. And I, I've had that where I, I actually start shaking because it's it's something's not right. And that's exactly what's happening to Isaac. He's very bothered. And all of a sudden he starts trembling because he knows something just went very wrong. And, and it says he's trembled exceedingly. And he said, who, where is he that have taken venison and brought it to me? And I've eaten all of it before thou camest, and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. So he's saying, I, I blessed them. It's not, nothing's coming back from this uh, blessing that I did, and he's going to be blessed. And Esau heard the words of his father, and he cried with a great, exceeding, bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me even now also, O my father. So sometimes people appear to have uh, a, a show of repentance. And here, 
Esau's crying. He's weeping. He's very upset. But we know that this is not a crying of, I want to be a right son. This is not a crying of, you know, Father, I, I need to do what's right and I need you to help me. Because Hebrews gives us some insight into this story also. In Hebrews 12, 15, it says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. What did, what did it say about Esau? He was bitter. He was very bitter. And we'll go to verse 16. It says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. We have to go into this next part knowing that Esau is not repentant. He's going to cry. He's going to be very upset. But we're going to see signs that he's not repentant. If somebody is repentant, God never rejects them. So God knows our hearts, though. So we can act like we're repentant. We can act like we are sorry. But he knows what's in our heart. If it's a bitter sorry, like life's not fair and I, things have not been fair for me and we're crying because we were treated wrongly, that's not repentance. And that's what we're going to see in Esau's life. And he was a profane person. That means he didn't care. He didn't care about the blessings. He didn't care about the birthright until it was going to help him. It wasn't like he cared about the family even. So as we go into this, it's, you, know, you see this great exceeding bitter cry. It's not that he's sorry. It's, it's that he's angry. So he says, and uh, this is uh, Isaac talking. He says, thy brother came in with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. That idea of subtlety is deceit. He, he knows now, Jacob deceived me. I don't believe Isaac at this time knows that his wife, Rebecca, is behind all of it. It's very sad. Um, but he's says, Jacob deceived me. And Jacob is the one that will, he has to answer for his deceit. Doesn't matter that his mother put him up to it. He answers for it. And he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? This is Esau talking. For he has supplanted me these two times. So the, the idea of heel holder is changed now to be, he's tricked me. He's taken something away from me. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, hath thou not reserved a blessing for me? So he's he's angry, he's frustrated, and he's saying to his dad, Don't, didn't you at least reserve something for me? That's how he's talking with his dad. And Isaac answered and said to Esau, behold, I have made him lo- thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine, I have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? He's saying, I, I gave him everything. I blessed him with everything. What am I supposed to do with for you? And Esau said to his father, Hast thou not but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. So I'm sure Isaac thinks, wow, this, he's really hurting. But he's not hurting because he feels like he's been wrong in anything. And in this situation, Jacob was the one wrong. But Esau has been a profane person. He's just gone out and got wives when he wants and, and doesn't live at home. And his wives serve other gods. And so now he's weeping and crying because it's terrible. It's so awful. But 
it's not a cry of repentance. So Isaac, his father, answered him and said, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and the dew of heaven from above. And by the sword shalt thou live, and thou shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break off his yoke from off his neck. So later on, I believe it's in Second Kings, towards the end of Second Kings, finally Edom breaks loose of Jacob's stronghold. When I say Jacob's stronghold, Israel was a much stronger country. And Israel is going to be taken captive, and Edom not yet at that time. And this is finally whenever Edom comes to be stronger than uh, Israel. However, there is no more Edomites anymore because Esau was not promised uh, this blessing that he's going to have descendants as the sea of the sand. There is no more Edom anymore. Uh, Many believe one of the last uh, Edomites was Herod. That's going to be in the New Testament. He was an Edomite. And not many after that. that They're not a country anymore. Uh, unlike Israel, which is a country still. So um, now in verse 41, it says, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. Bitterness always turns to hatred. Now, when you're a bitter person, the fruit that comes out is a lot of times not related. It, It appears, I should say, it appears to be not related to the bitterness. I've known people that have gotten bitter over something that happened in their child's life. Maybe their child uh, uh, was abused or something. They got bitter over it. And then they started abusing their wife. You know, it, it doesn't make sense a lot of times, bitterness. This bitterness comes straight out real fast. The bitterness here, he hates his brother. And he's a profane person. He's, a not, a, he's not a good person, and he hates his brother. He could have worked it out with them, and I, I, I don't know. We don't know what would have happened, but... We know bitterness is wrong and hatred is wrong. So Esau, because he's wronged, feels he has a right to be wronged, wrong himself. And this is absolutely against scripture. If you've been wronged in your life, if you've been taken advantage of, if somebody's lied about you, like Jacob's lied about Esau. He said, I am Esau. That's a big lie. It doesn't give you a right to be bitter or to hate that person. You cannot allow that into your life. It will destroy you. I've seen quotes like this everywhere. Bitterness is the only poison that someone drinks to kill themselves. You know, self. It's it's terrible. It's something we have to avoid at all costs, and yet it's really hard to avoid. Imagine Esau. I, I cannot imagine how he feels. He's lost his birthright already. And now he doesn't even get a blessing from his father because of his brother. He has been wronged, very wrong. But instead of having a spirit of humility, a spirit of God, help me with this. I, got, I have to give this over to God. I have to do what's right. No, he becomes bitter and hate, hateful. And he hurts himself in the long run because of this. And so he, he says, I hate my brother. And then it says, and Esau said in his heart, so he's talking to himself, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. So everybody thinks Isaac's dying soon. He's not going to die for a really long time. But everybody thinks he's dying soon because he can't see. He's an invalid. He can't get up. And so Esau thinks, I can hang on to this. I can hang on and I'm going to kill my brother. Praise the Lord, later in life, he gets over it. Uh, But 
for a long time, he's a very, very bitter man, and he plans to kill his brother. Obviously, he must have said something to other people around him because he did say it in his heart, but somehow uh, Rebecca finds out. In verse 42, it says, in these words of Esau, her eldest son, were told Rebecca. So he said it in his heart, but then he started saying it out loud. And oh boy, boy, when we allow bitterness to come into our life and we don't get rid of it, then we start spreading that poison to everybody else. And he starts telling, he's angry. He's, I'm going to kill my brother. I'm so frustrated. And, and Rebecca finds out. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. So the idea of doth comfort himself, she's saying the only way he's feeling better about this situation is that he wants to kill you. That's the only way he's going to feel better. That's how bad this bitterness got. And I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I've met people like this. They, they are not happy until that other person's life is destroyed. How sad. How awful. They live in defeat. They live miserable lives because the only way they can be happy is for that other person to be uh, hurt in some way or, or their life not to prosper. And they live angry because that life that person's life prospers. How wicked. And yet, I know Christians that do this. Um, I know I've allowed sometimes that into my life. I, I think, how is this fair? And then I have to repent of that and say, Lord, forgive me. Uh, your will be done. You know, we, we can't be looking and saying, I want, I know this is going to happen to them. They hurt me. And Jacob truly did wrong. And people are going to truly do you wrong. They are really going to wrong you. And what we can't say is, they did me wrong, God. You've got to judge them. And you live your life looking for the judgment of God upon them. Stop. We have to stop that. That is bitterness. And bitterness turns to sin, lots of sin. When we allow that into our life, when we excuse it because we've been wronged, we start doing wrong ourselves. And as I've said repeatedly on this podcast, there is no excuse for sin. There's no excuse for Jacob sinning because his mother put it up to put him up to it. There's no excuse for Rebecca sinning because she thought she needed to fix this situation. There was no excuse for Esau sinning. There is no excuse for sinning. You cannot allow uh, that lie to be told to you that I have a right to be angry. I have a right to be bitter. That is wrong, and we must turn away from that. And so she says, she tells him, uh, Jacob, now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fury turn away. I'm going to pause there. She thinks it's going to be a few days. Sadly, she is never going to see her son again. And earlier, uh, Rebecca had said to Jacob whenever he said, I don't know that we should do this. She goes, the curse be upon me. So she tells him, God can curse me for what you're going to do. Um, she, she really did really suffer. Her son, who she loved, thought who she thought she was going to send away for a few days. We know the rest of the story. He's not gone for a few days. He's gone for a really long time, and she dies in the process, never sees her son again. Ladies, don't allow deception bitterness, anything like that into your life. Heavenly Father, I pray when we sense any root of bitterness coming into our hearts, that we just push that out and we think about how you forgave us of everything. 
There's nothing somebody can do to us that deserves, that we can uh, be bitter over, that we have a right then to be bitter over because you have forgiven us for so much. And Lord, help us to live in that forgiveness. Help us to understand that we deserve to burn in a lake of fire and yet you forgave us and you loved us and you sent your son to die for us and lord we don't deserve it and we don't have a right then to be bitter we don't have a right to be deceitful we don't have a right to do anything contrary to your word help us to live uh people uh, like people who are not bitter i i'm just thankful people grateful people forgiving people. Let us be good representations of you as we live our lives today. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.